Hi, my name is Thies Hetzert and welcome to a new episode of my podcast series Yellow Cap, in which I'm talking to alumni entrepreneurs from Erasmus University Rotterdam to find out what drives their entrepreneurial mindsets. I feel proud to be a student ambassador for Erasmus Enterprise, the community of entrepreneurs and innovators at the Erasmus University Rotterdam campus. Today, I have the great pleasure of interviewing Anushka Imambaks. We are recording our conversation from the studio of the Cambridge Innovation Center. Anushka is an alum from the uh, Erasmus University Rotterdam, where she studied uh, public administration from 2002 until 2007. After completing her studies, she fulfilled various roles in public policies. She's also an uh, experienced entrepreneur herself, as she founded a social enterprise called uh, Made at Home. Currently, Anushka is the executive director of the Venture Cafe Rotterdam, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to support the innovation community in Rotterdam. So all in all, a very extensive and impressive resume. So let's start, start off, uh, Anushka, by exploring where you started. I would like to, to ask you to tell me a bit more about your own personal background. So where did you grow up? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, so I uh, was born and raised in Vlissingen, Zeeland, uh, which is a small village. And um, my, uh, my parents um, met each other in Rotterdam, so we always had this strong connection with the, with the city, Rotterdam. And um, uh, we used to you know, drive uh, towards Rotterdam to go to the, to the mall, to the city. And uh, I always saw the Erasmus University when, uh, from the car, and I was always thinking about it that, oh, I want to go there and study because um, in Flissingen we didn't have a university. So um, I always had this plan to go to the Erasmus University, which of course happened. I studied public administration, as you said, and um, um, my love for politics began um, at school mm. because we had this um, sort of competition or EU simulation where we had to. Uh, uh, play a role about how the EU works. And um, I really fell in love with the whole debating and um, um, fix, fixing problems, I think, in the world. And mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, I, I won that competition, and I, uh, I, I, I even was in a newspaper, I think, mentioned that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, this was this uh, EU uh, simulation debating thing going on, and um, some of the students won this competition and then you moved on to another round and uh, then you were doing the competition with other schools in the, on national level. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, again, I, I really fell in love with politics and um, that's why I studied public administration. Yeah. Right, right. Cool. And so after your studies, you worked as a, a consultant uh, public management at Berenschot, after which you started working as a policy advisor for the Ministry of, uh, of Economic Affairs, and you worked there for seven and a half years. Yep. Um, so your main agenda was to create uh, an ecosystem, sort of stimulating um, uh, ambitious entrepreneurship and, and fostering this, uh, this SME growth in, in the Netherlands. So yeah. sort of how have you seen the uh, Dutch entrepreneurial ecosystem evolve during your tenure there? Yeah, good question. I think I have to go a few steps back, starting with my internship at the Minister of uh, Education, because I was working on this project called um, Getalenteerd, which is about talent. So the, the assignment was, the goal was to um, um, showcase talent in the Netherlands. 
um, on arts, all sorts of levels, so cultural, but also uh, social, um, entrepreneurial. Um, and I tried to, um, so my assignment was really go on Google and Google talent. What kind of talented people do we have in the Netherlands? What's their story? Um, could you share their story? What could we learn from each other? So that was my assignment. And I was working with, um, back then, um, uh, Mark Rutte was a state secretary there and Maria van der Hoeven was minister, um, which was really a cool, cool time. Um, I wrote my thesis over there. So that was more about organizational change. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I indeed became a, um, a trainee from Beresholt. Uh, mm -hmm. So I learned the, the consultant way of, you know, listening to a client, making a great offer and then exploring uh, um, however we could help them, which was also a great time. Mm -hmm. um, I learned how to work very hard, <laughs> making 70 or 80 hours uh, a week. Mm -hmm. um, good learning school. Um, and then, uh, indeed, I moved on to the Minister of uh, Economic Affairs. And um, it was really cool because I, uh, back then I had this... Um, uh, I was working in this team um, on valorization, so making sure that knowledge from the university is being transferred to the market. And uh, we created this uh, subsidy program uh, where we try to make sure that every university in this country has a minor entrepreneurship. And back in those days, you were, you know, starting a company or, or being an entrepreneur was um, uh, if your mom and dad had a company. Um, then you, you know, you were going to follow up, mm -hmm. um, or, uh, you were just a crazy person to start a company mm -hmm. and there was nothing there in between. So, um, you know, looking back now, it's, I'm so happy to see so many, you know, young people, students, international students, and, and even people working at a corporate, um, thinking about starting a company as a, you know, career option. And, uh, that we're now talking about entrepreneurship in a way that it's so, you know, inspiring to, to create, and it's important to foster um, innovation and growth. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm really um, proud and happy to be a part of this innovation ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, it, it comes down to inspiring people. Mm -hmm. um, so with Venture Cafe, we, we organize serendipity. We organize events where people can meet each other. Uh, meeting like-minded people, um, mm -hmm. uh, talking about, you know, failures, talking about success, helping each other. And I always say Venture Cafe is about connecting people, but also navigating people through the, the world of innovation. We sometimes, you know, have on our events, um, I call them corporate refugees. So people, you know, <laughs> running away from a corporate life uh, towards something new and those people have excellent skills and um, knowledge, but they just need a little bit of navigation about how to start a company. I think the most important thing of Venture Cafe and I, what I do now um, is that I believe in equal access uh, to all the facilities that you need mm -hmm. when you want to start a company or you want to grow your company. And I think now looking at the ecosystem, which we have enormous facilities, we have, you know, we have networking gatherings, we have um, proof of concept funds, uh, pre-seed funds, um, all these programs to help you start a company, to grow your company, to do business abroad. But I do see and I do still believe that there's you know, there's this small group of people that have access, but there's also a group of people that are still struggling with a few things and don't have access or don't see, um, yeah, those opportunities. Um, mm -hmm. 
And yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, um, you know, especially in a city of Rotterdam where there's huge inequality, right? Um, what, wh where does this ideal come from in, in, your, in your mind? What drives you about solving this inequality issue? Yeah, good question. I think it's also about meeting people. Um, I'm always very curious uh, about, you know, the, the, the story of someone and, and your ambitions, your dreams. And uh, here at Venture Cafe, we love to work with schools. Um, so one of those things is working with primary schools, giving them a tour in innovation, which is basically just a, a, a tour in CIC, for example, or telling them the story about Rotterdam, like how this city... Uh, was built up after World War II, right? Um, the mentality of the city. It's really, entrepreneurship is really in our DNA. And um, while working and, and talking with, this, uh, with these, um, you know, students, um, kids from school, uh, I was just getting into this conversation with this 11-year-old girl asking her that, you know, what, what is your dream? And then she told me she wants to become an architect. I said, well, well what, what is your favorite building? Uh, you know, look outside the window. Uh, and then she said, well, this is the first time that I crossed the bridge. Hmm. And uh, I was like completely shocked. I was like, wow. Um, well, her parents didn't have any reason to cross the bridge. Hmm. So, you know, for me, working in Rotterdam Central District, talking with entrepreneurs, talking about innovation, networking gatherings, you do have to understand that it's just, you know, a, a specific bubble, basically. I believe that in Rotterdam we have multiple bubbles of people. And sometimes we, we, you know, we kind of forget that there's also people out there that don't have access or don't know anything about these events or entrepreneurship or great things that are happening in Rotterdam. Mm -hmm. So I decided that, you know, it's really important to... to um, give people equal access and to reach out to those people. So my my personal opinion or I think my, my yeah, my job is to connect to people that normally wouldn't know anything about entrepreneurship maybe or mm -hmm. are even um um, you know, dreaming of an, uh, becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start. So I think connecting people is important, but also just navigating them through the world of uh, entrepreneurship and innovation is very important. Mm -hmm. But every it comes down to inspiration. I always b believe in the three I's. So it's about um, inspiration, then you have interaction, and then you have innovation. Mm -hmm. Without inspiration, without interaction, there is no innovation. And yeah. it, then again, it starts with inspiration. Right, right. So curious about wh what are you think the main the main factors sort of hindering uh, long term growth of you know SME companies. You talked about inspiration, um, having uh, the knowledge to set something up for yourself. During your, your tenure at, at uh, um, the, the Ministry of Economic Affairs, what's, what, uh, what insights did you, did you gather? How did it shape your, your mind? Yeah, th yeah, good question. I think it it started at the Ministry of Economic Affairs. I was working for this amazing director called Rinke Zonneveld, which is now still the, the he is the director of Innovation Quarter. Um, and he had this um, mindset of you're making policy, talking to entrepreneurs, making and creating policy with entrepreneurs, listening to those people, become a mediator between whatever they need and want and then create policy that supports them. 
Um, and I think that is a great mindset because I was a little bit of the entrepreneurial civil servant, uh, if you will. And um, um, it's, it's, it's really about um, translating whatever they need. And what do they need? I think I believe in mentorship. I believe, so coming back to inspiration, I believe in role models, mm -hmm. talking to people that um, uh, did it before, but can also tell you about their failures and about successes. Mm -hmm. um, I think it, it helps you. Um, so it's, it's also about creating this community in Rotterdam or in the Netherlands of um, entrepreneurial people, people that are role models, um, sharing stories, helping out each other. Yeah. Um, I think uh, being an alumni from a university also helps. It, it's also about giving back, being an example, but also giving back. Um, um, so yeah, I think that that is really important to uh, to basically again networking. Your network is your net worth. Basically, it's really important, hmm. Um, hmm. and uh, I think that is also key to innovation. Hmm. Uh, how to grow, you know, with the, with with each other it's, it's it's something that you you, you don't do alone basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting and and so in your current role as executive director of the venture cafe rotterdam obviously the, the venture cafe rotterdam um is part of a, a larger organization right the, the venture Glo cafe global institute so i can imagine that you also work closely with foreign colleagues how distinctive is this um city um boosting innovation Versus, versus, you know, other other cities. Yeah. Cities. Good question. Yeah. So we're we're part of a global community, having uh, six venture cafes in the USA. We are also located in Australia, Sydney, uh, Tokyo, Japan, uh, po uh, Warsaw, Poland. Um, I do have to say we were the first venture cafe in Europe. The Americans really saw that Rotterdam is an has an entrepreneurial mindset, as I mentioned before, f from our DNA. Um, we in, there's a Dutch saying um, "niet luller maar putze," mm -hmm. um, so you know, not a lot of talk, but just do it. Um, and I think that uh, you could see us as an R and D department of Venture Cafe Global. I think it's our mindset um, to try new things. So we're following trends. Um, mm -hmm. We're listening to people. Um, you know, looking uh, in the city, like what do our people now like searching for or need or talk about? Um, and we try to set up new programs in, in Rotterdam. So we came, um, uh, we saw that Venture Cafe is a hotspot for talent. So um, on Thursday evenings or Thursday gatherings, there are a lot of people coming here looking for a new job or a new internship or talking about talent or even talking about how to set up uh, your LinkedIn account. Um, so we created this talent night. Um, and then other venture cafes uh, saw that and were really like interested, like, oh, okay, this is a good concept. Venture uh, talent night is a great concept. So they basically copied that too. So, you, mm. you know, it's also about creating this global community, mm. making sure that, you know, crossing borders is quite easy. So in a venture cafe, if you're here and you have this great product or idea or concept and you're looking forward to enter the Japanese market, which is quite difficult, mm. um, it's for us easy because it's just one email away and I connect you to the venture cafe team in Tokyo and uh, you could, you know, um, present your concept or uh, they could help you uh, with access to market or access to uh, even uh, venture capital over there. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really about... Um, yeah, making sure that borders are not 
um, you know, making things difficult, but it's really um, seeing that um, your market could be the whole world. So mm -hmm. dream big. I think that is also a thing that Dutch people find very difficult. Um, you know, they tend to think very small. And it's also about growing your company. Is ha having like a team of more than eight people is quite scary. Or do you want to um, uh, enter a different market, uh, you know, abroad? It's, oh, that's also a thing. It's scary. Or having, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, some equity in or um, uh, uh, venture capital, mm -hmm. meaning that you will lose a little bit of your company. Or So I think it's, it's also a message to, to us that dream big mm -hmm. because the whole world could be your market. Do you also believe in competition? Because um, you know you, you mentioned um, having equal access is very important to you, to entrepreneurship. Um, but then at the same time, right, there are winners and there are losers. Um, do you also believe in, in in competition as a force for uh, for good, right? Yeah, I. I think that an ecosystem is basically having, you know, winners and failures and it's growing all sorts of companies and people and um, all sorts of, um, you know, role models. But that is a healthy ecosystem. Hmm. Um, I think that you have to be very uh, careful with um, involvement of government. But I do see that it's important to have, you know, to stimulate an ecosystem Um, but failure is also good. It's, I think that is also something that we, we learned from the Americans um, that, you know, trying to set up a company and fail is basically, uh, you know, making sure that you are better equipped the next time to do it better. And um, I think that is sometimes also, you know, this mentality change. Um, for example, the Japanese culture, um, talking about, you know, difference in culture, Um, failure is, is, is a difficult thing to, to talk about over there, which is that's why Venture Cafe is, is in Tokyo is really focused on um, being this safe place where people talk about failures and success and showcasing role models that share their story about how they first fail to become successful. Um, so I think that, you know, um, uh, yeah, competition is, is necessary, it's good. Um, but in the Netherlands also, a lot of people think that money is a problem, that finding a, you know, finding venture capital or an investor or an angel investor is very difficult. But you have to understand that people first believe in you as a person, as an entrepreneur, and then in your concept or product. Mm -hmm. um, it's about um, knowledge, it's about skills, but it's also about, um, um, you know, you as a person. Right. So a lot of concepts and, and ideas on paper sound very good, but it's depending on the entrepreneur if it becomes a success or not. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, you know, trying to gain as much as knowledge and skills is very important to an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. um, but also your, your, your personal life. And I think that a lot of people that are an entrepreneur understand that you're 24-7, you're an entrepreneur. It's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But you have to keep educating yourself and mm -hmm. you know, keeping that mindset um, of, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, moving forward and going for it. And that's why right. I, we're talking about failure, that failure is also just a part of you know, entrepreneurship. Right. And, and talking about reinventing yourself, you are a perfect example of that yourself as well, right? 
Um, so in 2011, you became an entrepreneur yourself after founding a, a social enterprise called uh, Made at Home as a, as a luxury brand of professional housekeepers. And you were actually very successful. You earned the Ethnic uh, Businesswoman Netherlands Award in 2016. So can you please describe how you sort of came up with the idea behind this, this company? And um, is, is that also um, why yeah, you talk about reinventing yourself? And so back in the days, I was working at the Minister of Economic Affairs. And um, I, uh, of course, you get inspired, right? If you work with entrepreneurs and you're making policy, um, I also got inspired but just by the the... the the whole mindset of an entrepreneur, right? It's about creation. It's about seeing opportunities, fixing something. And um, I saw that a lot of people were searching for cleaning ladies. And I got very interested, like, okay, how does that world work? And I found out that, you know, it's, it's like, it's not a legal job in the Netherlands. There aren't, there's not equal pay. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, they, you know, a lot of people don't have any rights. Um, nothing was really professional, so there were no contracts, poor communication. Uh, people were paying, you know, one cleaning lady ten euros, the other one uh, twelve fifty. Um, but a lot of people were also complaining about, you know, that the job was not being done properly, or how do I get rid of the cleaning lady, or how do I find one? Mm-hmm. And I just went on, you know, investigation. So I, I, um, I even ended up in in churches where people that, you know, uh, end up when they have, like, problems and need money and then the church would find a family for you where you could work. So cleaning at people's houses is not a real job. That is the message. It's just something that everyone does. If you need money, you can also find a cleaning job. Well, I don't believe that's true. I think cleaning is a real job. I think there's this, there's a mindset behind it, techniques behind it. Um, um, it's just a real profession. And I just wanted to explore that. Um, and that's how I started. And I have to say again, that, um, my director back in the days, Rinke Zonnefeld, was really stimulating me to, you know, keep um, uh, yeah, reinventing yourself and, and pursue this entrepreneurial career next to be, being a civil servant. Why not? Just do it. So I did it, and then in 2016, when I won that award, I, I was standing on this on stage, and it was the first time that I believed in myself. I think before yeah, before 2016, I was just you know experimenting. I was not afraid of hiring people, so I I basically had a payroll full of people, especially women, women on welfare or women with a distance to the labor market, and. Um, I just gave them a training and, and search for, uh, for, for houses where they could clean and try to improve communications and techniques and knowledge. And, and I saw the impact of um, the, the women that were working for me, that, you know, the impact that they had on their family. Mm-hmm. Because mom is working now and is earning money and is not, not, you know. Also, I try to, I understand or what I learned is that not having a job is for it's just one of the problems that people have. It the, the problems were way you know deeper. It, it was about um, um, not managing your 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 own debt, um, not yeah. opening your mail, for example, having bad relationships. But I have to say, I was very young, and I thought I could fix the world you know world's problems, <laughs> but um, it was really difficult. 
um, because I needed more coaching. People needed more coaching than I thought, you know, was just a, a thing of I, I'm learning you how to clean and then I, you're, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, you know, people had uh, uh, needed much more. But going back to the story in 2016 when I won the prize, um, that acknowledgement of, wow, what you're doing is great was really boosting my ego too because before then uh, I was always talking about, oh, I have this little company I'm doing this thing extra. But after 2016, I'm like, no, you know, I'm a, I'm a founder of a company. <laughs> yeah. And it really is something very important. And I even went to school for having a degree in cleaning. Because, yes, there is a, there is a school for, for cleaning. And I learned everything. And I uh, got my certificates. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, yeah, I still do training. And I, I, um, teach, the, I teach housekeeping at the International Butler Academy. Wow. Um, which is like the you know highest level of housekeeping management or household management, and I teach them how to clean, mm-hmm. um, and I really love it. And I still uh, recruit people for you know the, the more luxury houses that need a live-in mate or a live-out mate, as I call them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I try to to keep on growing, and I think my next step would be writing a book, uh, like a housekeeping manual. Uh, because a lot of butlers still ask me uh, after the course, like, is there, you know, is there a book where I can um, uh, uh, find more information about cleaning or, or where I can, you know, uh, uh, figure out how to clean a, a certain fabric or, or whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm still, I'm still, you know, growing and, uh, and learning. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, even as, as experienced as you are, you still have this growth mindset and want to... to keep learning right um so have you also sort of developed a uh, mentor network for the um housekeeping uh, for the people working there yeah yeah, well what i try to do is peer-to-peer support what i what i uh, saw is that if you're working in housekeeping um you know it's working in private households right so privacy is very important um but when you're at a birthday and people ask you what kind of job do you do you just you, you can say i'm i'm working in a, you know as a household manager or as a maid but then the story ends because you cannot talk about you know the the private stuff of from, of people so what i created was this you know peer to peer support group basically um everyone that i um recruited or that i trained becoming a household manager or maid um knows each other and tries to share stories, but also, you know, keeping them um, informed about cleaning techniques or, or changing fabrics or whatsoever. But it's it's about keeping those people connected to each other. Mm-hmm. So regarding you know that as mentor uh, mm-hmm. uh, mentorship, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I myself, I believe in mentorship. I I you know in every phase of your life, you need a mentor, or you're still learning, and uh, it's okay to reach out to people. Um, asking like would you like to you know give me some advice or guide me or share your stories and I think that you might be surprised of how many people were actually are you know able and willing to to help you or to talk to you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah mm-hmm. and you were also referring to this uh, concept of serendipity but organized serendipity right what are some of the key um, success stories which you have encountered while uh, acting as, as as executive director? Yeah, well, that's a good question. There are so many cool stories. I think the the the, the thing is that you 
you always hear the story uh, like when it happens, like after a year or something. So, um, for example, we had this networking gathering here, Venture Cafe, and we had this beer brand behind the bar. And then um, after a year, I, I heard that uh, there was this investor uh, at the Thursday gathering. He drank that beer and he was like really uh, impressed. And, I, and, and he became an investor in, in that beer brand. And I heard that story like a year later, of course. Or sometimes we get like cake um, delivered and thank you because of you, I found a new job, et cetera, et cetera. But it's sometimes it takes time. So it's not that you come to a Thursday gathering and you connect people and there's like instant success. Mm -hmm. People, you do the first connection, but building that relationship takes time. And that's, the, of course, the effort of those people themselves. But I do notice that they're very thankful that they, they had that opportunity or that they met that person at Venture Cafe. Mm -hmm. And I think what we do is people business, right? It's mm -hmm. really about listening to people, connecting them, opening a door, but then you know the rest is up to you. What do you do with that connection, of course? And what I like about Venture Cafe is that the concept is it's just about sharing knowledge. So it's not like, a, it's not a happy hour or just meeting people randomly. It's really focused on knowledge. Mm -hmm. So come to a venture cafe Thursday gathering to do a workshop or to listening to someone's story or to meet like-minded people. And then it's up to you, of course, how you connect or what you do with that information. Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, we have, we have a lot of success stories. I really saw people like growing, coming in here with like this, you know, um, a proof of concept or like a first concept of, of something that they, uh, that they uh, thought of. And then, hearing uh, a few years later that that company or that person grew a company from one person to 30 up to 30 people wow. um, having millions of uh, venture capital growing expanding uh, into other countries and i'm like wow mm -hmm. but then again it's it like it's, it's really cool to see people growing mm -hmm. and it's all about inspiration again it's about inspiration interaction and innovation it's mm -hmm. It's, it's bringing people together and, and um, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that networking is still one of the most important things that you have to do as an entrepreneur. Yes, yeah, right. And actually, Anushka, we met each other at the pre-launch of the um, Erasmus Enterprise, right? The building. Um, it was, uh, I think, 10 days ago or something. Um, so what, what, is, what are your expectations for the uh, Erasmus Enterprise project? Um, what 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 is the power of uh, student entrepreneurship? Um, yeah, I I really you know it's 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 the best idea ever to have an incubator at Erasmus University working together with TU Delft, of course. Yeah. Uh, I think the the combination of um, Erasmus University with that technical element is very important. Yeah. Um, and and for me, it's it's a it's a personal thing, as in. Uh, you know, back in the days when we um, were working on that valorization program, we really had to fight a battle with the Ministry of Education. Mm. They were saying that, you know, entrepreneurship doesn't fit science, doesn't belong at university. Mm. Why would we, you know, interfere or help or, you know, there's so much knowledge being created at the university. Transferring that to market has always been a, a difficult thing. Um, but I'm so happy to see now that it's it's so embedded in the culture now that, oh, you're a student at the university. Well, entrepreneurship is one of your options. Create something, fix the world, mm -hmm. but also make sure that it you know enters the world, your mm -hmm. idea. And I think an incubator 
at the campus or on campus is one of the best ideas ever. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it took it took a few years to get there, yeah. but um, I'm happy to see Erasmus University, you know, growing from from you know having all these buildings. Back in my time, you could only buy a sandwich or some fries, and and uh-huh. that was it. But now there's so much like life on campus. Right. You have like people living there, uh, incubator building, networking. Uh, um, th- you know, there, there, there's so much going on, and I think that will help. So I'm very, um, and I'm, I'm very uh, also excited to organize um, gatherings in the in the incubator on campus because, as you know, we have our Thursday gathering here in Groot Handelsgebouw every Thursday. But again, our mission is to connect people to um, create a large innovation community so us going on tour towards the campus is also a thing that we really are um uh in yeah we're happy to do mm-hmm. because we're we're coming towards you know towards you guys like the international students which are always a, a group of uh, like a target group of venture cafe anyways i think venture cafe is for a lot of international students um like the first stop the first stop to to meet people or to to uh, to um, yeah mm. create a network, mm-hmm. so I'm happy to uh, make that relationship even better now. Yeah, great. And and how has the the COVID situation impacted uh, the the nature of networking? Yeah, a lot. So you know, b- before COVID, we had 48 Thursday gatherings with 14 and a half thousand visitors. Mm. COVID made us go completely online, which is like a different story. Mm. Um, Normally we had 350 innovators, we call them, or visitors um, entering the Venture Cafe. And now we're on online like 100 a week, Mm. which is lower, but it's also a different group of people. So I can't wait to reopen again. So the 1st of July is our opening. And um, of course, the one and a half meter social distancing is still is still a thing. So I cannot host 300 people in our cafe area. We can only host 30 people. Um, but yeah, COVID had a huge impact. Mm-hmm. But then again, it has also positive effects because we closed uh, on uh, in March. We were the first organization to close our doors because we, we already saw that this is like a, a huge thing. Um, and everyone was really upset, like, oh, you're so overreacting, closing Venture Cafe, etc. But a week later, we were in complete lockdown. Mm. Um, but I have to say, a week later, we were online already. With all Venture Cafes around the world, we had a complete online platform programming going on. And it was something that we always wanted to do, going online, but there was not really, you know... Um, uh, um, a reason to do it but yeah. COVID made it a reason so I'm happy to see that you know we created this online platform mm-hmm. um, it's very positive uh, it also makes sure that it's so much easier to connect to Japan or Australia or to, to Poland mm-hmm. um, but I have to say the the power of networking is in you know meeting people so mm-hmm. physical meeting putting people uh, together in a room uh, creating, you know, that that vibe. I always, you know, when people ask me what is so interesting about a Venture Cafe Thursday gathering, I try to explain, you know, it's it's about a bar, it's about meeting people, it's about knowledge, go to a session. But I always say, please come and visit a Thursday gathering because when you're there, you feel it. You hear the noise. You can feel, like, the energy in the room. You can, it's like the trembling. It's, it's, it's something that I cannot describe in words. But when you're there, you feel it. 
mm-hmm. and it you will take it with you. So whenever you had your like your first time venture cafe ever, I I know for sure that you'll be back. Mm-hmm. I think that energy is something that you feel and you transfer to people. And then when you go back, you're always thinking back like, oh, that was such a great evening, such a, such a great night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met so many interesting people or made some in, you know interesting connections. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, um, I'm also an expert in that uh, regard because I also um, ex- uh, regularly visit uh, the Thursday gatherings, and you actually could see how often um, someone has visited these gatherings by looking at the the name tag of. Uh, yeah, with the number behind it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, I would warmly encourage uh, my peers to uh, to to visit indeed and uh, uh, learn more about uh, about the. Um, the, the Cambridge Innovation Center and about uh, the Venture Cafe. It's a great uh, a great place to uh, to get inspired. Um, on that note, what would be your key piece of advice for students who are thinking about entrepreneurship? Just do it. Hmm. Um, it's it's you know it's always a, f- a thin line between thinking about it and doing it. Um, I am also a thinker. I, uh, back in my days, everyone said, oh, you have to write this business plan and then, you know, think about this, think about that. And I think I wrote 10 business, you know, plans. But what is the whole purpose of writing it, right? You have to do it. I think it's about doing it and then adjusting your plan. So just do it, learn from, you know, the failures, learn from the success and then changing it. Mm -hmm. And I think a business plan is something that, you know, grows and evolves with you as a person. and also your company can change or your ideas can change but it's also about testing so my advice would be just do it i know it sounds very easy but there's no other way mm-hmm. um I, I you know i would made at home the the company that i founded i had this mentor and i i was watching tv and I, and she i i saw this interview with this lady who owned a cleaning company and really believed that her employees should go Uh, back to school during work or doing you know yeah so she really believed in education and and saw and she said well the cleaning company is just a start of a new life and then you move forward to something else and I just called her and said well do you want to become my mentor because I have this crazy idea of starting a company uh, with professional uh, maids or cleaners Um, and I I had a few talks with her and then she was fed up with me she just gave me some keys a set of keys from from the house and she says, well, you know, you, you talk a lot. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like super scared. I'm like, what, are, what do I have to do? Well, she said, well, just do it. Just go and clean. So this, this house was owned by this guy that was working for Shell. He doesn't know it, by the way, that, that I was working there. But there was this like his second house mm-hmm. in Rotterdam. So it was this apartment. Um, and he needed a cleaning lady, and uh, I never saw him. I never talked to him. He was sometimes writing stuff on a piece of paper, like do this or do that. But I cleaned myself. I She learned me how to clean a house. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. So I, I did that for, I think, a year. Um, I learned everything. I learned how to communicate. I learned what to do, what not to do. And I, I learned also that there was this education for it. I, I also did the course, the cleaning course. But looking back, I think the most valuable thing that I learned from it is just do it. And I needed someone to give me that push. So you can think about it, but just do it. And um, also uh, try to connect to like-minded people. So, you know, talking about your your, um, 
entrepreneurial dreams or your company to your parents, your friends, or your co-students is one thing. But you also have to, you all. What you also will notice is that not everyone can dream along with you. A lot of people would say, you know, what if this or what if that or are you really serious? So surround yourself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with people that are an entrepreneur or that already are doing it. Um, and try to inspire each other and try to learn from each other. So I think that is very, very, very important because there's so many failures um, and so many days that you're like, okay, why did I start this or what am I doing? Mm -hmm. That you need to keep being inspired. And then the only way to do it is having a network of people around you that are like-minded, that are going through the same similar things in life. So you can share, you know, experience and um, yeah. thoughts and ideas. Well, on that note, uh, thank you so much for uh, for your time and for your valuable piece of advice um, and for sharing your your really interesting story. Um, you're a huge role model for all of us as students, and yeah, uh, again, I would w- warmly welcome my peers to visit um, uh, the Venture Cafe in, in Rotterdam. Um, yeah, so m- maybe one more question: How can our listeners connect with you? Yeah, well, thank you for for having me. Uh, Find me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. That is one. And uh, two is, of course, visit our Thursday gathering. It's uh, VentureCafeRotterdam.org. You can find everything online. And uh, uh, hope to meet you in in the physical cafe space. We're opening again on uh, July 1st. Um, So, um, yeah, feel free to to just join and to, uh, to connect. Nice. Thank you so much, uh, it was a great time.